Welcome to episode 28 of our podcast. I'm Jenny Randolph. And I am Dieter Randolph. And this is a very special episode. Now, don't worry. It's not, we're not going to talk about, you know, after school special kind of things. This isn't about that. There's something different going on. And it's something that we have teased for a little while. And what it means is just for this episode, we're not going to follow the format that we normally do. And in fact, after this episode, the podcast won't even be called the same thing. Yeah, total name change, total everything. We're, we're kind of going in not a new direction, but I would say a more concise direction and a lot of exciting things. So go ahead. You, you, well, my hope let's, is... That... Let's tell everybody. I'm really excited. <laughs> no, because we can't make them wait. Yeah, you know? this is not a reformation. It's a renaissance, right? We're, hopefully we're going back to what we've always been trying to do in one way or another, not just with this podcast, but for our whole lives. I mean, we've been doing this kind of thing, talking and speaking and writing and showing up at weird places and doing weird things for an awful long time. And one of the things that we have been trying to do for a very long time and waiting for the right time is start a church. And if you know us at all, that really won't come as that much as of a surprise for you. But here we go. Starting with the next podcast, it won't be called the Unity Society Podcast anymore. With the next episode, it will be called the Water and Stone Podcast because that's the name of our church. Yay! <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, Water and Stone Church. And if you go to waterandstonechurch.com, you'll see what we're talking about. Now, the Unity Society website is still there and... All of the blog posts and stuff are there. Over time, in about three weeks or so, we're going to start to move things like the blog posts over to the Water and Stone website. And please stay tuned for more announcements about that transition. But basically, as far as housekeeping kind of stuff goes, um, Unity Society will continue to exist as the publishing arm. So when Jenny and I write books, and, and at some point we'll, we'll publish books by other people as well. And those kinds of things will come out of Unity Society. But basically everything else, the blog posts, our speaking, the church itself, our retreats, things like that are going to come out of Water and Stone Church. And once again, that's waterandstonechurch.com. It's also waterandstone.churchworks, uh, waterandstonechurch.org. Lots of oh, ways. Oh, we grabbed all of the names, anything that has to do with them. So, you know, so that people had a chance to find us. And and along those lines, you know, whenever you do a name change, I it, I know it gets annoying because we're probably going to announce it a, a billion times over the next couple of weeks. But things like our Twitter, our Instagram, the Facebook name, everything, you're going to see a gradual move over to that. And we're just so excited about starting this and really kind of bringing together all aspects mm -hmm. of what we do. And so it's kind of we're we're kind of going out and making it bigger, but we're also at the same time sort of gathering everything a little bit closer to us so that the branding and the name recognition and everything goes. Yeah, and so like right now, we've already made some of those changes. If you go to our Twitter account, you probably noticed a couple of weeks ago that they changed over to at waterstonemin, there's a character limitation, at waterstonemin for Twitter and for Instagram. And some of the other stuff is going to start to change. You know, the Facebook and whatnot will change. Our email addresses, the old Unity Society email addresses, will continue to work in perpetuity. But you can also write us at Dieter 
at waterandstonechurch.com, Jenny at waterandstonechurch.com, and there's also an info at waterandstonechurch.com. Stuff like that is starting to happen. I'm just so excited. So that I think that this announcement is just, I've been wanting to do it for so long oh, and forever. you know and we've had that there are certain things and timing that we can't control and so I'm so so happy and I hope that the people listening to this podcast um are happy about it too because it does represent something that has been in our hearts and on our minds forever, forever. I mean forever, forever and ever I mean both of us for years whenever we walk into a building the inclination is to go wow this would make a good church you know it's just sort of this is what we have always wanted to do. And I want to be clear, this is one of the things we've talked about before. A church is not a building. A church is a community of like-minded individuals. The word church comes from the root word ecclesia, which means the called out people. Now, if you remember many, many episodes ago, I talked about that. A church is supposed to be a group of people that call each other out. We are called by something spiritual and we call each other out. In other words, we, we hold each other accountable. And one of the things I said before, and I'm not even into the preachy part of the podcast, one of the things I said before, a while ago, is that a church shouldn't feel like a steam bath or like a fortress where you're trying to comfort each other or protect against the world. I've always thought that a church should feel like a bunch of parachutists on an airplane getting ready to jump where there's excitement and there's energy, but it's like, we're going to do this thing. And that's the way that, that we have felt and a very small, wonderful group of people who have been there to support us. We've had meetings at our house about how to do this and what we're going to do. And it's, we're going to keep that startup, pop-up church kind of mentality forever if we can have anything to say about it at all. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just excited about moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in, in what would normally be the dig-in section, we want to take some time to just talk about why this is what it is, how all of this works, the whole thing. And I want to start with the name. I want to tell people why we came up with the name Water and Stone. And I want to say, I want to say right now that it, it, this is the record, the official record. This goes into the Library of Congress. Um, you came up with the name. I no, I would argue that we both came up with the name. We were. We were talking. We were bouncing stuff off of each other. We really were. But you, no, really, I remember we were. walking. We were we were in Vinoy Park, walking on one of our morning walks, right by the sculpture, mm-hmm. that big triangular sculpture. And you looked at me and you said, "Well, why not call it Water and Stone?" That was the sentence, and that's when it happened. And it was, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus in the most wonderful way possible. It was like, yes, there it is. It was that Kaiser Soze moment where everything just falls together. It's like, of course, that's what it is. But the reason why that fits requires a little bit of explanation. And here's the thing. Some of this stuff is going to be familiar to you. If you've read our book, Branching In, a lot of it's going to be familiar to you. Because the basic idea is that you and I and everybody, the truth about us is the one truth, the one presence and one power. There is an unchangeable part of each person, of each moment, of each each. <laughs> of the unchangeable Christ within, divine spark, image and likeness. There's a part of you that does not change. That's the point. That's the truth with a capital T. But if you look around at your life, it's hard to attach to that because everything around me is changing. And how do I cope with the change? Some things are happy, like when I when I grow and when I learn new things, and some of the things, not so much. There's things that I attach to that went away. And 
a lot of my life changes all the time. You don't live in the same place you used to live. You're not the height you used to be. You don't weigh the same, unfortunately, for me. I got to work on that. Uh, the way you used to weigh, you know, it's that kind of stuff. And so here's the thing. There's the truth that doesn't change. There's the facts that change all the time. Mm -hmm. And the way that you reconcile that dance between those two things says everything about how your life works, what you're made out of, what you believe in, and the kind of trouble you're going to get into, too. And there is a spectrum of responses. Now, this is something we do talk about in the Branching In book a little bit, but let me double down on that. Some people get really immersed in the changing facts, the water of life. And there are people that all they think about is the stuff that changes. And they try to find permanence in things that aren't permanent. This is maybe the subconscious reason why people take selfies. You know, that sure, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. They try to crystallize the, the, the that ephemeral. That moment yeah. and remember it. Yeah. Right? And it works about as good as freezing water. If you really want to follow that metaphor all the way, it worked for a little while. But everybody listening, and, and I know in our own lives, we've got stories about how we tried to make something impermanent permanent. Tried to make it a part of our identity. Didn't work out so well. The other end of the spectrum is people that don't want to be involved in anything if it's not truth with a capital T true. But what that means is you shut out a lot of beautiful things. The moments of life. You're in the facts of your life for a reason. And in fact, at either end of that spectrum, a big old chunk of life, of humanity, of, of the things that make things good, get left out. And our position is, as always, what if it's all good? What if what this is about is embracing the whole of existence, the water and the stone of it, so to speak? Because you know what? You need water to live, but you can't build a house on it. Right. You know, that's what we're talking about. And if you look it up, there are a million and one biblical references about water and stone and how that works and the whole right. thing. And, and where to build your house and upon this rock. You and know. the living water yeah, and exactly. the whole Moses yeah. thing. And oh. so I really <clears throat> like the Bible aspect of that name. And I really, really like even the elemental because everybody everybody has an idea about being by the water and and what that makes him feel and and how permanent you know the rocks are and the mountains are and we were telling somebody it was really funny it just I just remember but we were telling somebody um somewhere we were at church or somebody speaking at another church somewhere uh -huh. and they said well you know water water erodes away stone and we're like Okay, you know, I, I get this, class. but you know, you're not eroding away mountains. I mean, it's eons and eons. This isn't a science class. This is this is the symbol of that. Exactly. And, so. and just like we read the Bible, you know, there's a symbol. There's an allegory yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, I just so. wanted to address that yeah, as you were like, talking. I'm like, somebody is gonna come yeah, back and say that to us. But this is not a geology. Right. Club. Exactly. The point is, it's about embracing the permanent and the non-permanent. Right. The truth and the facts, the whole part of you. And, you know, it reminds me, just as you said, we have said a lot of times, if you're ever depressed or you're looking for a breakthrough, you got writer's block or the equivalent in any area of your life, one of the things that we often recommend is go somewhere primal. In other words, go to the seashore and look at the waves, go to the mountains, right. be part of a huge forest, go somewhere elemental and primal, and it'll help put you in perspective. Well, we want to embrace that idea. And that's part of the water and stoniness so, of yeah, life too. Absolutely. And so I think the name for us just really, really fit. And I think I think why we chose it and I think that why it resonates with us. And I hope it I hope it resonates with other people too. 
You know, yeah. I, I really do. Well, and it's a part of it is when you're in trouble or when you're looking for something, ask yourself, am I trying to freeze the water or am I getting mad at the stone for not changing? Because sometimes the problem is you're just using the wrong thing for the wrong thing. You're trying to drive a screw with a hammer. Yes. You know, and that is so much of life. You know, how come this person doesn't understand my logic? Well, they're talking about matters of the heart. Who cares about logic right now? You know, those right. kinds of, sometimes fights are, you're just using the wrong tool, mm -hmm. you know? And so look at the water and the stone of your life. Learn how to embrace it all because all of it has God in it. And you can follow this metaphor on down. And in fact, now, if you look back at some of the blog posts I've been writing lately, I sneak in, oh, I have little, been sneaking yeah, water and stuff. Yeah. One of the things that I said that I'm quite proud of I don't even remember which one I said it in, but a skilled river guide can read the water and they can see where there are stones beneath the surface and that's what makes the rapids. Well, in the rapids of your life, what it is is the truth trying to come out, that stone getting close to the surface. There's a beautiful message there and your job is to learn how to be a good river guide and recognize, oh wait, here's where the truth is. You know, if you really look at the water, the changing parts of your life, you will see that God is trying to talk to you. That's the point. I went a long way for that, but that's really <laughs> the point. It's finding the divine messages in every moment and taking them back and making them true in your life. That's what this is about. And that means it's about real life. And that's the thing that, that is just really key for us. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about why we chose to do it and how we're going to do church differently. Okay. And I think that that is a really important aspect because obviously we speak all over the place about these ideas and what's in our hearts. We even wrote a book, you know, obviously, you know, that Another one on the way. Yeah, exactly. And we, we speak at a lot of unity churches and unity centers. Mm -hmm. And so some of the questions that we get and let's, I'm going to, I'm going to just let's list just the, run down. Yeah. I think we're going to list the questions and then just try to answer them. So it's kind of like a dig in, you know, and listen, listen up, up kind and... of a segment all kind of all wrapped up and together. So one of the things is what makes our church different from all the other churches that are around mm -hmm. and not, how, and not better, not, not better, we're judgment. just, just different. So that was, that's one of the questions that we get. And the one that a lot of people ask are you still unity? Mm -hmm. So let's let's answer those two questions and and as we go, maybe there'll be another pop up question that comes and you know it'll come to mind or something like that. Sure, but. and and I also want to say that we're gonna hopefully keep this on the level of here's things you can use to make your life better. We've got to explain some stuff, but I also want you to know that. If you go to waterandstonechurch.com, there's a little plug there, station identification, you can see a lot more about our mission, vision, and purpose, the basic beliefs that we're working on, that kind of stuff. So please do go to that website, check it out. It's a one-pager. You know, you can you don't have to go to another page or click on any links. Just read the thing. I'm really proud of it, and it says a lot. So go to waterandstonechurch.com, maybe even while you're listening to this, but not in your car. <laughs> So the thing that makes it different, I think for me, is a huge aspect, and we have talked about this a million times on the podcast, is the idea of service, mm -hmm. the idea of being a part of your neighborhood, 
being a part of the people around you, acknowledging where you are, helping those, helping your neighbor. And it has been something really, really important to us. It's something that we've taught our kids. It's a big aspect of what we do as, as youth sponsors. And I want to talk about a little bit about how we're going to integrate service into church. Absolutely. And, and I, I want to talk about the fact that there's that great Bible uh, verse, and the word became flesh and walked among us, or and the word became flesh and went out into the neighborhood, depending on your translation. It's about going out there. Now, an awful lot of churches, maybe like 98%, it's a, the vast majority of churches, are built around a model that they call attractional. And that means exactly what you think it means. Attract. You're trying to attract, you trying people, to attract people to your building. And right. there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's be clear. We're not saying that that's bad. But the, an attractional church is one that the schedule is very, very full of things that will appeal to every single demographic and segment. They tend to measure success by how many people showed up on a given Sunday. They think about things like foot traffic, mm-hmm. brand recognition, and stuff like that. And as I say, we want people to know about it. You want people to come. There's nothing wrong with that. However, we have felt that that's not what appeals to us personally. So instead of getting people to come, instead of the, the, the metric of success being billions and billions served like, like McDonald's, mm-hmm. we don't want to do a fast food thing. We want to do a slow food thing. We're kind of trying to figure out slow church. And so instead of attractional where the thing is, okay, well, we need to get more people. What if we had guitars up on the stage? Nothing wrong with guitars, but it's like, well, that's not scratching the itch for me instead of attractional the other model that a small minority of churches use and we're looking at too instead of attractional the idea is missional in other words instead of having people come to you you go out to them and i am so excited about this idea and it has completely transformed my thoughts about church and it has helped me feel better about church in general Mm -hmm. It really, really has. I, I think it has. It really has sort of flipped my idea about what we can do as a community and what we can do as a church. And it's not to shove religion down people's throat. No. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about an opportunity to demonstrate what we think and feel about the things that are in the Bible about lessons and truth, about all of this. It's fine to sit in a classroom and talk about these beautiful ideas. Yeah, and I we will love have that. Classes and and stuff. that does feed my heart. It absolutely does. And I think you have to educate people and you have to talk about it so that they have the information. You have to have that kind of stuff. But the big question for me as we are starting the church and as we're doing all of this is, okay, now what? Yeah. I always want to be in a now what situation. Yeah, I like that. Even if we are out in the neighborhood and we we feel like we're doing a good job and we're making a difference, I still want to ask the question, okay, now what? Well, and the thing is, this is not about, just as you said, this is not about going door to door. This is not about making people... No, we're not Jehovah's Witnesses. <clears throat> not, and again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's <laughs> not that's not what we're talking about. Right. And, and we're not talking about missionary work, you know, going... No, missional, you know, the, not missionary. Right. But the, And the thing is, part of what I have seen in attractional stuff is you can actually be even more exclusive trying to include people that way because... For example, an attractional church would go, let's we're going to start our own soup kitchen. And that's great. 
People have to come to us and we feed them. Okay, fine. A missional church goes, let's all go down and serve in that soup kitchen downtown. Mm -hmm. And so the difference might seem subtle, but think about it. What that means is nobody has to come to us. Nobody has to agree with us. Nobody has to show up in our building. Instead, there's somebody out there already doing it in the neighborhood. And the people who go there are all kinds of races and creeds and backgrounds and so on. We want to be a part of the mix. Right. Now, hopefully, they will see our good deeds and glorify the Father, all that stuff that you read about. But that's not the point. The point is just service. I don't need anybody to agree with me. The hero of our story hung out with 12 guys. Yeah. You know, it was never. Yeah. yeah, sometimes there were multitudes, but sometimes not. And the numbers should never be the point, at least not the way that we want to do it. Right. And so we're talking about slow and small. We're never going to have a situation where our, our goal is to have the calendar as full as possible. Instead, if somebody else in town is teaching a yoga class, go to the yoga class. We're not going to have a yoga class here because we're not here to teach yoga. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? There's lots of places in town where you can get other stuff. Please go. And I'm excited that. about partnering with those kinds of business in the neighborhood with supporting the people that are already doing a good job mm -hmm. with the homeless situation, supporting the people that are just the most awesome yoga teachers that you ever <laughs> saw. I'm very excited about that idea yeah. and, and just really making the community better. Right. By being there. And you know, along the way there's, you know, there's a, there's a, a church in our town that has its own skate park mm -hmm. and that's cool. But when you drive by, 99% of the time nobody's ever there. skating there. Because yeah. skater kids don't want to go skate in the church parking lot. The only kids who go there are kids who already go to the church, right? Right. That's what it looks like. And in my reading about that kind of thing, that tends to be what happens. Well, go to the uh, go to the real skate park downtown and don't missionize, but maybe be a nice person. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's the goal. God doesn't care about brand recognition. God cares about people being good, you mm -hmm. know? So go be good in a, in a non-sanitized environment. That's the thing. In a non-safe environment, Jesus went out among the people, and he hung out with a group of people who would not be allowed in most churches in town. Uh, Think about I, yeah. that. And that's what we want to do. So part of it is, for the first six months, we're going to have monthly services starting on August 27th, here in St. Petersburg, Florida. And once a month, we're going to be in and around the downtown St. Pete area, but we're going to branch out a little bit here and there. But this is a St. Petersburg thing. We're going to have services once a month. And then in February, after February, we're going to go to weekly. Mm -hmm. And at first, we're going to be meeting in various locations because, like I said, it's like a pop-up church kind of thing. When we go to weekly, you know, if and as Spirit directs, we'll probably just be in one, one spot. One spot, you one know, area. But yeah. part of what we're doing is trying to feel out what neighborhoods feel right, what's the right vibe for that. Try you know. a couple of places on. See what, see what it feels like to be, to be in that area. And, it, it, you know, because I really am about... Part of this has to just, you talk about slow food, mm -hmm. you know, and, and slow food you, you pay attention to and you pick the best, pro, you know, the best produce and the best things that you're going to cook with and you pick really good ingredients. Well, the same applies here. If we're doing slow church, we want to take our time and really feel good about the neighborhood that we're in and where we're going to be at on probably a fairly permanent basis. Well, that's the thing too is... Part of the big church attractional model is things tend to be genericized. In other words, you could take a mega church, let's say, and pick it up magically and drop it off in another part of the country, and not much would change. And I think that's by design. And I'm, once again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not a thing that speaks to me. Mm -hmm. 
what we're looking for and what we're trying to create is a non-interchangeable experience. If you go to a slow food restaurant, you eat stuff that was grown locally, for example, right. that does business with local vendors. The cuisine is going to match. Like if you were to open a slow food restaurant here in St. Petersburg, there'd be Florida stuff on it. Right. You know, stuff that was caught in the Gulf, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So in a not too different way, what we want is an experience that speaks to St. Petersburg. Someday, maybe somebody associated with us in one way or another will go, you know what, I want to do something different, but in Orlando or Miami or Atlanta, cool. We'll help yeah, you if we can. Yeah, and maybe the, the structure is a little bit, yeah. but, but it has to be uniquely their experience And they're going to go do that. We're not going right. to go do that. There's not going to be some giant church that serves the whole world. This is about a St. Pete experience. Here in St. Petersburg, St. Peter, the disciple that represents faith. Boy, I could just go on and on about that. <laughs> but the idea is that this is this is a little rough around the edges. This is a little edgy. This is out in the world. We're going to be meeting in places like nightclubs and bars and coffee shops that are closed on Sundays, and we're going to be open on Sundays. You know, right. that kind of thing. And so you're going to have to keep up with the website to see where we're going to be meeting at any given time. But most of the time, it's going to be pretty unconventional locations because part of that, that sort of speaks to what we're trying to do. But Jesus also met in some unconventional locations. So I feel like we're in reasonably good company. But right. part of what you wanted to talk about was service. And so I think that that's what we should mention next. The basic idea is that every single Sunday service, social action will be a part of what we do. Now, it's going to be different things at different times. It might be that, that one Sunday that the, we'll all be making lunches that we take out to downtown area people that could use a lunch. Maybe someday, sometimes it's uh, making packages for soldiers. Maybe sometimes we all, after church, we all go paint something or fix something. Or There's all, uh, my goodness, there's a lot we can there do. There is a lot. There's a lot. And we've been working with some wonderful groups and some wonderful people, so stay tuned for all of that. But service is actually a huge part of what we're going to be doing and again that is part of the our mission yeah and is is to really get out there and really try to make a difference even if it's just one person that we make a difference in their lives that's worth it to me that's worth the time and it's worth the effort and i just am really looking forward to having a bunch of people doing that you right. know and really fe and really feeling it because I don't know about you, but for me, service is part of my life that I would feel very empty without. Well, faith without works is dead, I, man. Yeah, I really feel like it's just that feeling of watching the changes happen. And not only in the things that you're helping to do, but also in yourself. When you're working for something bigger than yourself, all the little stuff, all the little problems really do go away and I think it absolutely helps to put your life in a kind of perspective that maybe we we need right now. Yeah, I think that this is a matter of really remembering that we're all in this together. But the other piece of it is the goal of this church community is getting people to live out these ideas to the best of their ability. And part of that is go and serve and do something about it. Part of that is that because we don't want a generic experience because we don't care about the number of people. It gives us time to actually make a one-on-one -on -one connection. When you go to a mega church sort of a situation, it's very easy to, easy to be faceless. I'm not saying that that always happens, but 
if the goal is how many people can we crank through here, then right. it's easy to forget that you're supposed to live it. It's easy to go, well, I showed up on Sunday, I'm, I'm prayed up, and now I can go do whatever I want to do for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's not the goal. So keeping small, keeping service as the goal can really help have people forge a, a relationship with spirit where they're trying their best to live it all the time. And so our theology is not going to change. The key of it is what it always has been. God is good. You are good. Go do good. Now there's more that can be said. but And and that's a question that we do get. We get, is, is this still going to be unity? Are you going to be called unity? Is it, you know, what is it? What's... And, and, you know, why not use the name unity and all of that kind of stuff. And, and so I do want to take a minute and, and answer that question. Um, and let's just start off, just like Dieter said, that we are still going to be doing the basic teachings, the Fillmore's, Katie, all of that stuff, the May Rollins. I mean, I don't think that you... Oh, I could could, could drag us away from that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no way. You know, yeah. this is it is so ingrained in everything that we do, and it is in our hearts and our minds and in our souls. And I don't think that we could ever, no matter what we're called, could ever step away from those teachings. Yeah. And once again, God doesn't care about brand recognition. If anything, this is about getting back to the basics of what Charles and Myrtle Fillmore and Dr. Katie and others of like mind back at the beginning of unity. This is about getting back to those kinds of things right instead of you know some of the stuff has gotten a little bit nuanced and you know i'm 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 not trying to make a value judgment but there's a choice about how you go forward or if you want to get back to basics and we've chosen to get back to basics but is it unity yes and no yes as far as the theology as far as the teachings absolutely yes but are you using the name unity are you affiliated with No, No. this is a non-denominational church. By the way, look it up. A denomination just means an organizational affiliation. Right, so we're not not affiliated with any bigger umbrella organization. Kansas City or anything. Right, we are our own corporation, um, our own nonprofit. Um, We're not receiving help from any, like I said, any umbrella institution or anything like that. Which is why we chose, you know, not to have unity in the title. There's a lot of legal stuff, but I think for me and... And I know that this may be a little bit, you know, not politically correct to say, but Uh yeah, wait for it. I do think that the unity churches that we have been visiting as of late, they do include things that don't speak to my heart that, and, and they tend to go more on the new age side. And I don't want to be included in that name recognition unity and there's not again there's nothing wrong with it but unity really has as a movement has moved away from the more fundamental teachings that were at the beginning to a more new agey feel right and the thing is that and there's again nothing wrong with that but it does not speak to me right and And a lot of the the thing is know your history Unity, the Unity founders were not interested and, in fact, spoke out against things like psychic stuff and astrology astrology, stuff, stuff that would be considered new age, is very different than Unity stuff. There's there's a profound difference in the theology, in how you do it. A Unity, an old school Unity person is not going to be interested in Reiki, for example, and stuff like that. It doesn't mean that any of that is bad, it's just that there is a difference. In the same way that there are restaurants that serve burritos and Vietnamese food, 
but they're not the same thing. Right. Now, what has happened is within the unity movement, there are some ministers that just won't do it. There are some OG, you know, uh, unity churches mm-hmm. that just really stick to the basics and my hat's off to them. That's where my heart is too. And there are some unity churches that allow all kinds of stuff to be taught. And they usually make some kind of statement somewhere. Well, this is not the same. It's compatible or unity respects all beliefs. Right. And that's true. But for me, I just don't want to have to make that that. I don't want to make, yeah, exactly. Just say what you are. Yeah, and you, you know, know what? If and, you're and, into Reiki, I'm not going to judge you about it. There's lots of cool Reiki teachers in town. I can help you find some. Let's Google that together. Right. But I'm not <laughs> going to teach that here because I don't believe in it. Right, it's exactly. Not, and the thing is, it's not that I think it's good, bad, and different. It's just not what I'm into. Right. I, it does. It's not a thing for and me. And again, I want to go back to the analogy that we often use that... You know, when when we have a headache or, you know, something like that, we take an Advil for it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we're going to get up and, you know, have, you know, Advil dispensers all throughout the church. Yeah, because... And to me, that's... It's a very similar thing. And somebody might say, well, this healing modality works really well. And, and I will say, that's Good. great. Cool. Yes, Keep awesome. it up then. Follow that where it leads. But I'm not here to do that. Right. If you go to your conventional doctor and you talk about chiropractic, they'll go, okay, fine, but I'm here to give you medicine. And vice versa. Your chiropractor will go, okay, fine, you took that. I'm here to to do what I do. To do something different. Yeah, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not a good doctor that, that beats the other one up, you know, and I'm not interested in that. I'll be very clear about what I believe and what's in line with the unity teachings and what I think Jesus would have said about all that, but that's not the point. The point is, while we have a profound respect for every spiritual path and calling, we also have to be profoundly clear about what we're teaching. So, there are a lot of unity churches that offer everything under the sun because maybe they're in the attractional model. Once again, it is what it is. But I don't want to make the disclaimer all the time. And sometimes the disclaimer isn't good enough because if you just look at the calendar and you go, okay, here's Lessons in Truth. Okay, that's Unity. Here's Course in Miracles, which isn't Unity. Is not unity here's Reiki, right. which isn't Unity. And then here's a Bible class, which is Unity. It's like you just read the calendar. You don't know. And right. the thing is I'm going to church to be educated, so I'm not supposed to know yet. Right. And so what has happened over time is some people think Unity is Everything. Everything, and it's a vitamin seminar, and it's spiritualism, and it's all that. And you know what? I took a vitamin this morning. You know, it's not that it's bad. It's that that's not what we're about. And so part of it is I don't want anyone to show up at our place expecting to have their crystals looked at. Exactly. I want to be very clear. I want to I want to offer what it says on the sign, and that means with all the respect in the world. And, you know, I was born in Union Village. This is a big statement for me. We're gonna. We're not gonna use the Unity name anymore. Right. That's how it is for us. Got a lot of friends in Unity churches. This Sunday we're speaking at a Unity church. Yes. And we love it. We love it. Oh, we love it. But that's not what we're here to do. I think that sometimes simple can be better. Mm-hmm. I think I, for me personally, it's like let's get back to basics. Let's let's. Bring it back to the start. Let's come back home a little bit and just take a breath and not try to be all things to all people. Right. And that's what it means to me. So are we still unity? Yes and no. And I hope that that kind of answers the question. Theologically, yes. Organizationally, no. Right. There you go. There it is. That's perfect. Yeah, and so what are you going to get when you show up on a Sunday? You're going to get a service that, that... 
hopefully inspires you and changes something about the way you see. There's going to be an opportunity for people to ask questions. Every single Sunday, people are going to be able to ask questions, and, and we'll answer those questions and do that. Uh, you're going to do something out in the community. If you feel like serving, you're going to get a chance to serve in some way that, that changes things. And hopefully, you will be a different person when you walked in than when you walked out. We are not here to tell you that where you're at is okay, except to say, it's okay, and now, what next? Just like you said. That's the goal. Yay! <laughs> So we are going to do a check it out segment this time. I know the rest of the podcast has been a little bit, you know, different from usual because of this big announcement, but we do want to let you know where we're going to be for the next couple of weeks and what's going on and all all that good stuff. So um, let's start with um, the big thing, July 23rd through the 28th is our summer conference Mm -hmm. And that is happening down in Sarasota. And we're so very excited about it. It's it's going to be super, super awesome. Um, and then on July 30th. I'm doing the service. You are doing yep. a solo run at First <laughs> at first Unity. So you can go and, and do that. And I, I think you'll be probably talking about a little bit of what we talked about in this podcast. Yeah, or and some, about the water, and stone, about the water yeah. and stone idea, about some of the, the basic beliefs behind what we're doing and the need to believe is is really important and why church matters, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that kind of thing. I'm really, really excited about it. And as always, I just want to say you can go to unitysociety.com slash events. The events are still at the Unity Society website. You can check out everything. We will be gradually moving that over, but not this week. In the next two weeks, yeah. everything will be gradually moved over, and but the link will go to Water and Stone eventually, and you'll have all the stuff that you have right now. Yeah. It's just a name change, but sometimes you have to do those things slowly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to point. I didn't want anybody to wonder where to look. Yeah, you can still exactly. go to UnionSociety.com/events, and so yeah, July thirtieth, I'm I'm doing that, and then on August the thirteenth. You and I are doing a branching in uh, presentation and workshop at Unity of Port Ritchie. I love that church. It's mm-hmm. a cool church. It is a neat Look, church. Look, if you're anywhere around the Port Ritchie area, that's a that's a fun place to be a part of. Right. And then, obviously, big deal, August 27th, that is the first Water and Stone service. Um, the destination will be announced soon, where we're going to have it, where we're going to gather. It's going to be in an awesome place. I know it, and I'm so very excited about it. Yeah, and basically what you need to put on your calendar is the fourth Sunday of every month, 11, 11 o'clock. A, uh, yeah, yeah, 11 a.m. And the doors yeah. will open wherever we are, because we're going to be in different spots, but wherever we are, the doors will open at 10, mm-hmm. and that's when people will be setting up. But also, like our teen group will meet and stuff like that, but the service proper will begin at 11. So show up at 11, and then it'll be, you know, about an hour service, and then for the hour after that, from noon to 1, that'll be the time when we're doing whatever service project we're doing. So it's... You can be there for just an hour. You can be there for the whole morning. Either way, it's going to make a difference in your life. Yeah, and then always the ongoing stuff is our St. Pete Sunshine Celebrations. And um, those happen Wednesday mornings at North Shore Beach. Um, we, we do about a four-mile walk. It takes about an hour. We meet at around 7.20 right there. It's a really neat time um, just to kind of be together. And yeah. um, we had a fabulous walk this week with some friends and it was just a really nice cool. talk a really good coffee it's 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 a uh, it fills your soul it yeah. really does and again on sunday nights every sunday 
down on St. Pete Beach. We um, go and watch the sunset. We gather usually about a half hour to an hour before the sun goes and down. Obviously, that time changes yeah. every week, and so we're past the solstice, so it's going to get it's, it's going to get, get earlier, earlier and earlier. You and know, then we as go the get ice cream. Buys. Yeah, and and we do. And it was last week. It was so fun because we were sitting out and we had the app on our phone, and we were looking up with the app that shows you the names of the constellations and where the planets are and the stars. And so it was it was us and a couple of YOUers, and we were just laying back and just looking up at the sky and just really just having a super peaceful time after the sun went down. And yeah. it was it was nice. It was like again, I, it's it's healing um, to be around people and just to take a breath and just to take a minute and also don't you feel that it's healing to be around those people but out in the world yes even something silly like going and getting ice cream or Mm -hmm. you know on our on our morning walks we walk to a coffee shop and they know us there they got our usual ready to go and they see us coming but it's so cool to go you know out in the world yeah there's 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 just it that's what I wanted to do forever, and we're finally getting to do it. I wanted to say that uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did the service at Unity of North Tampa. And if you know our history, we started more than 20 years ago with a little storefront church in the North Tampa area. We got there a little bit early, so we had a minute. We drove by the old storefront, and Jenny and I got to go, here we go again. We're doing this again, yeah. but it's a completely different version of us and a completely different version of how church is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so excited. and. I want to take a moment and just thank the people who have been meeting and been part of our vision team. Absolutely. A lot of them are probably listening to this podcast. Guys, you know who you are. Thank you for this. We got a whole lot more work to do, but man, oh man, there is no doubt in my mind that it can be done. Stay tuned for more about how to, how to keep up with what we're doing by going to the various websites. Yeah. And I just want to say that um, we're still doing our Thursday night Bible discussions at, at, at 8 p.m., um, you can watch us live on Facebook. And now we have a Water and Stone channel on YouTube. And so if you can't catch it on Facebook Live or you don't use Facebook or anything like that, our all of our Thursday night Bible discussions are now on Water and Stone ch- YouTube channel. Just if you have to, when you, when you search for Water and Stone, Search under channels and that'll, it'll pop up for you and you'll find it there. But go watch all the Bible discussions. It's really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and these announcements will be rolling out as we go. But again, if you can't join us live, you can always watch it again on Facebook or now you can go to YouTube and it's really super exciting. Yeah. And your touchstone place to go, go to waterandstonechurch.com and the, if there's an important announcement, that's It'll where be to see there. it. And Absolutely. By the way, I wanted to let you know that you have the power to keep up with everything that we're doing in a brand new way. If you have a smartphone, actually, it even works on a regular old, you know, not so smartphone. Um, if as long as you can text, text the word "I am ready," and I say the word because no spaces. No spaces. I a m r e a d y. I am ready. Text I am ready to eight four five seven six. That's eight four five seven six. 84576. Text I am ready to 84576 and you'll be in the loop for news and updates. Yeah, and that's how you're going to that's how we're going to do announcements and all of the, everything. So keep in touch with us and so excited. So excited. So again, thanks everybody. So Dieter, it's that time again. You know what it is. Let's wrap it up. All right, so here's the thing. 
you when you think about situations that make you feel bad, whether it's a dead end job or a relationship that you can't relate to, something that makes you feel like a loser, I want you to think about the fact that somebody else in the world would be quite happy doing that thing that you hate doing. There's somebody else who might be a good soulmate to the person that you're in a bad relationship with. That job that you don't like doing, somebody else might really like to have that job. It might be that you're in their way. But the point is, it's never the thing. What's bothering you is the lie. The lie that you're, you're supposed to do something you're not supposed to do. And some people respond to the lie by piling on more lies and getting busy and getting busy and getting busy. But at the end of the day, we have to find the truth. And that takes believing in something. You've got to believe in something. And I'm not saying you should believe in an absentee landlord, bearded guy in the sky who may or may not like you. I don't need you to believe in that. I don't believe in that either. But let me ask you this. Do you love your kids? Have you been inspired by a piece of art or truth? Does your favorite song make you want to get up and move your butt? It turns out that there's a part of your life, the part, the most important part, the thing that makes you human, that can't be about counting and data and numbers. We walk by faith, not by sight. This life and this church are not based on numbers. They're based on the truth. What is your truth? How can you share it with somebody? How can you see the stone through the water of your life? And most importantly, how can you get out there and make a difference? Right now, there's something you can do to show the world your truth. This podcast is recorded at Pin Feather Studios on the oh-so-comfy orange couch. Hashtag orange couch. <laughs> and uh, our, uh, our sound engineer and one half of the music that you hear and certainly part of the music that you're going to hear on Sunday mornings at Water and Stone is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. The other half of the music and quite a good person himself is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you. And you know what that means, don't you, boys and girls? It means share. Share this podcast. Share the links. Tell somebody about waterandstonechurch.com. Tell somebody about what we're doing. If something moved you, inspired you, or made you mad, let the world know. Let us know. Share and communicate. And the other thing that we need you to do, need you to do, is go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you're doing. Go to wherever you are listening to this podcast and write a review. Write a five-star review. It'll only take you a moment, and it makes all the difference in the world for how the podcast gets promoted and, and the word gets out there. It'll just take you a moment. makes all the difference in the world for us. Those are the two ways that you can support what we're doing. Have an awesome week, y'all. 